This week's episode of Here's Don't Get is brought to you in part by, oh shit, here we go again. Classic line from lots of different things that lets you know that this is going to be a cliched nightmare. Here we, oh shit, here we go again. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I'm your host, Ted Burt, and with me today, as always, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. Welcome back, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Like that suspense about whether or not I was going to say your name? Yeah. Suddenly, it's a solo podcast. You're not even sitting here. Oh, no. Uh, how's it going, Tim? It's going pretty good. Yeah. Did you get plenty of sleep? Yeah. Yeah. We watched the uh, Born got together for movie night last night. It was like the first time in three weeks. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. And we watched uh, the Born, the first two Born movies. Yeah. And those are super all right. Super okay. Yeah. I remember thinking they were great at the time, but now in hindsight, they are not that so good. The first one, I think, establishes like how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I think they changed directors. The first one has a different director than the others. Yes, the first one has a much more. Uh, it's not as like intense, shaky, handy cam action yeah. balls out as the other as the other ones, and I think it's better because of it. I, yeah, I agree because I look. I was looking at stats about the second one we were watching it, and it said the average shot length is one point nine seconds. And there was one the, the moment in the second one where he drives off the bridge, yeah, and she's she's drowning in the truck or whatever. And I was sitting there going, one Mississippi, every time it would cut. Yep. And there were moments where I'd barely get one out and the next one was in there. And yeah. then there, there was one point where I got to like three Mississippi and we were, we were all shocked. <laughs> but I was literally sitting there going, one, Miss, one Mississippi, one, Missis, one Mississippi, one, one Mississippi, one, one Mississippi, one Mississippi, one Mississippi, two, one Mississippi, <laughs> one Mississippi, two, one Mississippi, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, one, one Mississippi, and just over and over and over over again and it was it was um frantic i mean yes. that's the only way you could describe that editing it was uh over the top that's why i think why the second one's not as good i have to rewatch the third one because i watched it recently but i like watch it while i dicked around on my phone and yeah. did other stuff yeah. it was just on in the background uh i think it's the director that's his style it's a uh, paul greengrass yeah. like he i think that's his thing is like he he thinks that like the in up close shaky cam makes it like visceral. Well, then they did the post born legacy sequel with Matt Damon. And that movie is not good. It's just, I never saw the fourth Matt Damon born. The one just called Jason born. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they just like retook moments from the other three and kind of cobbled them together into a, into a movie that happens. And, it's very it's hyper edited like that and it's not really clear what's going on in a lot of sequences and there's not really i think that's one of the things the movie lacks is that there's never most of the sequences there's not a goal like they get into a car chase and the goal is to get away but there's no real okay they need to get away to do this next thing yeah Yeah. i just need i just need to get away that's 
I, I don't know. I think I'm becoming more and more in tune with why scripts work and why certain scripts don't as I, as, cause this last, the last two years I've watched more movies than I, I think I have <laughs> ever watched in my entire life. And I've, we've watched good movies. We've watched bad movies, new movies, old movies. And it's surprising how like, Com- like not, not, not common, but like, I mean, it's timeless. The, the way the, like, a good script, a good script works. works. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me, I think people try and break the mold because they think, oh, you know, if I just yep. do, uh, re- they keep doing reboots, but then they try and change the the script, like the RoboCop movie. They they tried to make it more about, oh, so the original movie, we kind of blow past him becoming RoboCop. Yeah. He's just RoboCop one day. So this movie will really go into detail about how he becomes RoboCop. Like, yeah, they blasted through that because it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's... We want to see, we just want to see him go do RoboCop stuff. We don't want to see him like train against robots. Yeah, the first that the original RoboCop does all of the things that RoboCop One wants you to feel. Yeah, right. RoboCop One wants you to feel like his his lack of humanity by throwing in his family and making them included and in everything in there. Yeah, but like you get that from the first RoboCop. Yeah. Like when he that that scene where uh he has his helmet off and it's and you see his face for the first time in RoboCop. Yeah. And you're just like, "Oh shit. What'd they do to you, Murphy?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, RoboCop is one of those movies that's uh, in the on the scale of perfect movies like Back to the Future or the first Indiana yeah. Jones. Um, a movie that just doesn't everything works. Yes. And the the couple of failings of it of the RoboCop movie, like a lot of it are in the special effects because they're underwhelming in some, some like specifically ED 209 doesn't look oh, very good. Sure. Doug Jones getting thrown off the building doesn't look very good. <laughs> like there are, but you can, you can look past that for something that's good. It's like video game. There's this push for video games to become more and more photorealistic. Yeah. And so I've been playing Grand Theft Auto five and yeah, it looks great. Um, but I just don't care about anyone in the game. Whereas when I think about Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, like I really cared about CJ as a character, even though he's just a blocky nightmare. Yeah. And it's because they had great voice actors and like, and an interesting story. And and yeah, it was a, it was a, just a trope of a story. Like, Oh yeah. Young up and comer builds a new empire. We were were talking talking about about this this yesterday, like how uh, GTA three vice city and San Andreas, they wear all of their influences straight up on their sleeves like they're copycatting all those famous movies yes. mostly movies that they're they're after threes you know the new york mafia stuff uh vice city is all the 80s miami stuff uh 90s hood stuff in san andreas they all wear that shit like 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 a writer in san andreas yes looks like it looks like he came from the boys in the hood video game version of ice cube yeah <laughs> and with the Jerry Curl and the Raiders and, hat. I mean, you, you look at the cover and it's all there. Like yeah. You look at the cover of Vice City and it's just like bikinis and Lamborghinis and neon yep. and uh, Bahama or what is it? Uh, Palm trees. Han, no, Hawaiian shirts. Yes. And, yeah. and you know, the silk and and it's like you look at that and you're like, oh, this is nine. This is 1980s Miami. Miami yeah. Vice. Uh, Scarface. Scarface. It's, it's all, all of those, it. Yeah. I get it. You look at the cover of. Grand Theft Auto 3, not as much. I, 
it it's much it's more, all character. I think it's all characters. It's all character faces, yeah. But then San Andreas is like you look at that and it's like, oh, this is Hollywood. This is art. L.A. Like gangsters, rap, uh, yeah. LA gang stuff. And you're like, even okay, four cool. had a little bit of it. Four was like the um, the like immigrant crime New York story, yeah. Carlito's way, uh, once upon a time in Brooklyn, that kind of stuff. I, even though I think it wasn't done well. Uh, that game, that game sucks. <laughs> yeah, that that game was. But five has event. nothing. It, five and, has, and the cover is just like it's just Grand Theft Auto. It, it went it went from like Grand Theft Auto being like, "Hey, we love these movies. Let's tell that, that kind of story." To five being like, "We're Grand Theft Auto now. Yeah, we'll tell a Grand Theft Auto story." And that's why this that's why this game is has been around for three console generations, and it, it, so it's weird. I. I take back some of what I said about how much I hated it because I never really got into it when I played it the first time. And I so I started actually playing it this time. And it does have a lot going for it. It also has a lot of failings. Sure, sure. And I think a lot of it is that the game just doesn't have a theme. No, it went for the... the all, it's all the stuff they do in the, um, the radio ads in 3 Vice City and San Andreas. Mm-hmm. They turned that into the theme of five. Yes. It it felt like the game feels like um, it's a game that's based on mechanics, not a story that needs to be told. Like, yeah, they, you can you someone can, figured out how to do the character swapping thing in the in that engine was like, holy shit, we have to do this. Yeah. It's going to blow people's minds. And so we'll do we'll do bullet time for the one guy. We'll do car bullet time for the other guy. And then we'll do bullet time. But you can do more damage for the third yeah. guy. It's like. Why don't you just combine that all together into one character who can do bullet time while driving, yep. while shooting, and it makes him less vulnerable to attack? Yeah. How about how about that instead? That that would and, be kind of cool. And, and we can call him Max Payne. Yeah, and make a good game. <laughs> yeah, like it's a to me. You can make the non-story games where it's all about mechanics. Yeah, like you know, Call of Duty. Or what's the one you battlefield battlefield counter strike? Those are all those are all games based on mechanics. Yeah. It's like how accurate can we make the shooting and how fun and here's how what the game is built around systems systems. Yeah, let's put a story mode in there just so that you. It's basically a long form tutorial, long tutorial. for the online yes. bit. We'll spend way too much money on it. Get all these crazy celebrities to be at in yeah it. <laughs> versus like. Spider-Man, that's a story motivated game. That's yep. all all you can play in that game is really the story. I, it, it doesn't sure, even have it would a challenge be, mode. Sure, it would be fun if the game was just like challenge mode Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. But it'd wear out pretty quick. It, it would. I mean, Batman, the Arkham games, they all had challenge mode. Yep. And Arkham Asylum, I played the challenge mode after I finished the story and I was like, oh, cool, you can do the combat. And I, I don't think I ever did yeah. very well. <laughs> you know, silver medals, maybe. And. I was like, okay, cool. And then Grand Theft Auto or uh, Arkham Asylum came out. Story, great story. Um, uh, hands down, the best of all those oh, games. City, you mean? City. Yeah. What did I say? Asylum. Uh, Asylum yeah. was the first one. Yeah. City, I played. I played some of the challenge mode stuff to get some of the trophies on Xbox. And I was just like, this isn't really. This isn't really what's makes what's fun about the game. Yeah, I mean that stuff is fun, but it's in fun of service to the story. You're like, I, I need to clear out this uh, this map of goons so I can get to the next room where the penguin's hiding versus and beat his ass up. <laughs> I need to do this. I need to play this challenge mode so that I can try and get the achievement where I chain together all of my possible moves into one yeah combo, and then you do that and you're like 
cool. Yeah. Uh, never going to do this again. And so I think I played, I think it made you play the challenge mode in, uh, what was the one origins? I think you had to play a couple of challenge mode maps, like in the course of the game, uh, be- huh. because it was I like, recall that. maybe, maybe it wasn't that. Cause you could go back to the bat cave constantly, which was a really weird mechanic. That was to origin, yeah, that was origins, yeah. And the challenge mode was in the bat cave. Yes. And so I remember playing those thinking that it had some, and it absolutely didn't have anything to do with the story. And so, and then when Arkham Knight came out, I, the, by that time the story was overblown and I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, you really doing too much here. Who is the, who is the Arkham Knight? He's the, he's the red hood. He's not, he's not the red hood. Here's this flashback about Jason Todd, who we've not talked about ever in this entire franchise. Like it's fucking, it's fucking red hood. You son of a bitch. Um, Sefton Hill, you punk bitch. You <laughs> fucking John Harrison motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway, that's just to say that I, this could, it could be a, I think that Rockstar should just sell their engine. Just build you, because it's a, like, it's a beautiful world. The NPCs are like the the whole traffic simulation, pedestrian simulation, all that shit going on is great. Yeah. Just build that and sell it to people to put their story into. That would be a fun Yeah. 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 Like you you sell I go buy the Grand Theft Auto engine, you know, Grand Theft Auto or I buy the what is Lost Santos engine, right? Sure. I go on Steam, Lost Santos engine, buy. Like um tabletop simulator. Yeah, yeah. And then Inside the Los Santos engine, I can go in there and be like, oh, Tim made a game. It's a heist game built in the Los Santos engine, and it's, you know, 10 bucks. Like, okay, I'll try. Reviews look good. I'll buy it. And then, and then boom, now you can play Tim's heist inside the Los Santos deal. I'm like, oh, let me go look over here. Oh, it's Uncle Buck made a forklift simulator game where you just drive around as a forklift <laughs> operator and you can flip cars and stuff. Like, okay, and it's $2. Like, fucking let, let's try it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they're ever going to do that. I no. think I, no, they're two up their own ass. Yeah, they're going to do a six, I guess. And that Grand Theft Auto Five has it has a stock market in it, and it's like you can buy and sell stock. Like, why the fuck would I ever want to buy or sell stock? They're in a so video bloated. Game? Yeah, that's the other thing is they're they're one of the big. It's it's you know it's one of the biggest selling franchises of all, franchises of all time, which makes it a like a big triple a game and the triple a games are so afraid of not having too much to do. Yeah. Not having too much to do. Yeah. Instead of just like letting that's back to the three characters. I think that's part of that because, you know, I go into ammunition as uh Michael, I go to the gun range, I practice and I get silver medals on all the challenges. So now I've unlocked a bunch of gun upgrades then I go to the counter and I buy myself like a pistol and I put the extended magazine in. I put a silencer and a flashlight on it and I do that in my SMG and I'm like, I'm really geared up and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I switch over to Franklin and he has no weapons. Yeah. I have to go back to ammunition. I have to go do all those fucking challenges that I've already mastered again just so that I can then unlock the parts to give him the same loadout so yeah. that when I'm playing, I'm not like, oh, fuck, that's right. Like... One guy has a shotgun, is like shotgun proficient. The other guy just one character. I think so. Now everything has to be done three times, yeah. which is just. You know, it took me forty five minutes to do all the gun challenges. Well, now now you have two hours and fifteen minutes of gameplay just by virtue of the fact that they're yep. three separate characters. I think they learned their lesson because Red Dead Redemption Two could have also been like 
Because Red Dead Redemption 2 is about a gang. Yeah. And it could have been like, you've got five gang members telling five gang member stories, mm -hmm. but it's all about one dude. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe they did. Yeah. We'll find out when they do Grand Theft Auto 6. Anyway, Tim, uh, why don't we jump into some issues? What's your sure. first issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Ticketmaster? Yeah. Uh, I haven't bought anything from Ticketmaster before. I've never been to like a big, big arena show. What's the biggest show you've ever been to? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Did I've bought tickets? Did you for? bought tickets for? No idea. Yeah. I, I, I um, I think the only thing that I've ever seen in the arena here was I saw Billy Joel, Nelton John, uh -huh. and Star Wars in concert. But did you buy the tickets? I didn't buy the tickets for either of those. Okay. Uh, I think those are the only two events that... No, no, I've been to... I also saw Sticks, RSB, Wang, and Ted Nugent there okay, once. Yeah. Didn't buy the tickets. Uh -huh. um, and there's one other one that I think I've been to there, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, Rush. Rush is probably the biggest one. Oh, yeah. Well, I did... Yeah, but I... Oh, we didn't buy the tickets. No, Truck and Tuck and Truck and Tuck and bought all the yeah. tickets, and we just reimbursed them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ticketmaster has a 33 about a 33% markup Yep. on uh, ticket prices. And so... It's all their service fees? It's all the service fees. Yeah. Uh, I bought I bought tickets to for myself for three concerts happening this year yeah. at uh, the big arena. Yeah. And one ticket, uh, they're all, all floor tickets, floor slash pit, you know. Yeah. Uh, one was 66 before fees. Mm -hmm. One was... 80 something before fees and the other was 90 something before fees okay they ended up being about uh 80 i, I was i'll round it down 85 okay 100 120 holy shit yeah you got screwed ticket match is the worst yeah it should that should those things should just be the price of the ticket. Yeah, like I mean, because if you go to the box office, you still have to pay all the Ticketmaster fees. Yes, and so there's no—that's the price of the ticket. That's and the, the price fact of the that ticket. you guys are stealing money. Yeah, they're the worst. Just make it that price. Yeah, and then the only thing that should be uh, added on at point of purchase is sales tax. Exactly, and uh, really, that should be. All that shit should just be built in. It should. it should just be tickets are, you know, floor tickets are $100. Bowl tickets are $80. Balcony tickets are $60. And when you go add to cart, I want four floor tickets. That's $400. Yes. That's even. it. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I hate the, because they also do the variable ticket pricing deal where... So day one of sales, all the prices of tickets shoot through the fucking roof because there's a high demand. Yeah. And then if you wait a week, suddenly they drop back down. And so you could you could have a ticket that you bought at 10 a.m. on the day that tickets went on sale and you bought it for $200. And the guy next to you could have a ticket that he bought a week later when someone canceled or something uh -huh. and he got it for 85 yeah, because because there's no the, the chairs don't cost what they cost. They cost what you're willing to pay. Yes, uh, Ticketmaster also has this weird built-in third-party ticket selling system. Yeah. So, like you know, on the map of the arena, you've got all these 
you know, grayed out seats that have been bought. Oh, where you can scalp through Ticketmaster. You can yes. scalp through Ticketmaster. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, they I, love it though. Cause they get, oh, they yeah. get two cuts. Like, me as the scalper, I buy all the tickets when I, when they first come out, they get that cut, they get 30%. And then I sell it to you still through Ticketmaster. They get another 30%. So they don't have a problem with it. Of course not. Yeah. Fuck them into the earth. Oh yeah. Uh, this one of them is is a concert happening in September. Yeah, of this year, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, and there's already, I saw those. It's like a magenta, like recycle uh, icon. Yeah, those are all scalpers. People immediately buy the ticket and then immediately start to scalp them. Yeah, because what what even what people will do is they'll buy a bunch of seats. They'll go. They'll go like, okay, Tim, do you want to go to Iron Maiden with me? Truck and Tuck, and you go to Iron Maiden with me. Todd, you want to go to Iron Maiden with me? And then you go, no. Truck and Tucking says yes. Todd says yes. Buck says no. Chaco says no. Like, now I have three extra seats. Uh-huh. Okay, so I resell those for more than I paid for all the seats. All of them, yeah. I get you to pay me what I paid for the seats, not telling you that I yep. sold off all these seats. <laughs> I've already, we've already broken even. Yeah. Uh, and so I end up having made a bunch of money sitting next to these douchebags that bought my tickets off of me. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's the most honest version of that. Yes. <laughs> Versus what is usually happening, which is people like the drummer from my dad's old band buying all those up and then selling them, you know, reselling them. And that's that's his job. Yeah. For for 30 years, that guy, more and more, that guy's been scalping tickets. Really? Yeah. As his... as his That's his primary occupation, that and being wow. a drummer. Yeah. Is, did, did, would, I guess, I mean... I guess pre-internet he would have been sitting outside the venue. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I used to see him outside of gigs for... all the time. Wow. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, all the shows I ever went to, I saw him standing there right there on the corner. I've, I've only ever seen that. Well, I guess I've seen, I've seen him more than once. But it's usually it doesn't seem like, it's not like some guy with a, a trench coat full of tickets. No. It's always someone walking around, and be like, hey, my friend canceled on me. I'm selling my ticket at cost. Yeah. I oh, just, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. For for events, uh, yeah. just walk down the line asking people. So I remember once, um, it was a show that I designed. I had two comps in the box office for for somebody, yeah. uh, that decided not to come, and so I went and picked up the comps and walked walked down the line. And I found, I uh, just walked down the line, and I I surveyed everybody who was standing there, and then I walked back to these two people and I said, "Hey, do you guys already have tickets? Or are you buying them?" And they said, "No, we're buying them." I said, "Here you go. Here's two free tickets." And they're like what is this? I'm like, oh, those are my comps. Someone's not going to come use them. So you might as well. And, uh, made, made those people's night. Yeah. Made those people's night. And they had to sit right behind me. I was, cause I was mixing the show. <laughs> so they had to sit behind me the whole night. And, uh, when at the end of the night, when I was leaving, they're like, Oh, thank you so much for the tickets. The show was great. And I was like, yeah, my pleasure. Happy to, you know, happy to have them go to use instead of them getting thrown away yeah. and, you know, fuck the university for, for charging you sure, whatever sure. prices they charge for <laughs> tickets. Uh, but here's the other thing about Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster uh, forcefully turned me into an asshole. Oh, yeah. I am now the proud owner of multiple NFTs. Oh, what? Through Ticketmaster. When you bought tickets, you got NFTs? When I bought two, when I bought two of the three tickets. Holy shit. They gave me free NFTs. Oh, my God, you douchebag. <laughs> Yeah. So um, do you think that those are going to go to the moon now? Oh, of course. <laughs> Someone is going to pay millions of dollars one day for my digital Slipknot ticket stub. 
Oh God! <laughs> is that what the ticket stub is now? I remember when AMC it's launched both. that. I mean, they have. I mean, you just show them your QR code, yeah. but you also get like a NFT, which is a picture of a ticket stub mm-hmm. with like the show uh, that you you're going to see with like, hey, I my name bought this. Here's where I'm sitting. Yeah. When I and there's and there's twenty thousand of those for every every city they play yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 Uh, AMC did this when they switched from Movie Watcher Club to Stubbs, and Movie Watcher Club was free. And I yeah. think Stubbs, there was a cost component to it, like five bucks a month. I think or there, something. I think there's a free Stubbs and a not free Stubbs. Okay, yeah. well, Movie Watchers is free, and it just you racked up points for every dollar you spent, and then every so often you go buy a ticket, you give them your Movie Watcher card, and it would print out and be like, hey, you get a free popcorn, free popcorn with this, or free upgrade with, uh, you know, for your buy buy a medium, get a large, etc. That's what we have. I yeah. Think. Well, that was On Movie Watcher. That was Movie Watcher yeah. Club, and then they decided to, to do Stubbs, and so I, I when I went into. I remember going into AMC when that changed and I like go to buy my tickets. We went to, we went to AMC, my friends in high school and I, we went to AMC all the time because oh, yeah, yeah. they were doing classics. So like I saw all the Indiana Jones movies in oh, theaters. Cool, I yeah. saw Star Trek two in theaters. The uh, stuff they, now, the they, now they only do during the summer for kids. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all these, like uh, they were just filling theater space and they were great. And I stumbled upon it. Thanks to my first smartwatch. I was looking at movie show times on my watch, oh, which, yeah. which sounds like, uh, that sounds like a normal thing. This was 2006, 2007, 2007. I was looking at movie show times on my watch. Uh-huh. Okay. I was, I was early adopter of this technology. <laughs> I'm remember. looking at show times on my watch and it's like Raiders of the lost Ar- Raiders of the lost Ark. <laughs> this is, there's no way they are showing Raiders of the lost Ark. And I think we called and they're like, yeah, it's part of our summer classic series. Yeah. And I was like, we, I, I'm fucking, I'm going right now. I don't care if you don't want to go. Like, raise the last arc. And then we get in there and there's a flyer. And it's like, here's all the classic movies coming up. And, yes. And it was, next week was Temple of Doom. Next week was uh, Last Crusade. And this was when um, Crystal Skull, was, Crystal Skull was still in theaters. Yes. And uh, and then it was like 89 Batman, Wizard of Oz, Star Trek 2. Just a ton of great wow. classic movies. And I just, we went every week, but you know, bought tickets. So movie watchers was great. I'd get like every th- two or th- every other trip or so I get like some upgrade for concessions. So then one day I show up to get buy a ticket and I, I give them my movie watcher deal. I'm like, Oh, we discontinue movie watchers. Uh, now it's going to be AMC stubs. Do you want to activate that? I'm like, we'll do my movie watcher points transfer to stubs. They go, no, it's a brand new program. I was like, then fuck you. <laughs> I'm not fucking interested. They're like, Oh yeah, but look, you can, you can go online and load up all of your digital ticket stubs. And I'm like, why would I want a digital ticket stub? I have the ticket stub right here. Yeah. I have a little box of ticket stubs for every movie I've ever, every movie play concert I've ever seen in person stacked up in the order in which I saw them in reverse order in it, just for no reason. Little did I know that just a few short years, they were going to move from the nice cardstock stubs to fucking receipt paper, which is worthless and fades over time. And now it's just now, uh, there's a QR code on your phone. You don't have a choice now. Oh no! Some shows are. This is a mobile only event. That is super lame. One of the I, I don't know which one of the fucking eight concerts I'm going to this year is, but one of them is like this is a mobile only event. So we're not going to charge you for printing the tickets for sending you a QR code. Because on some of the mobile only we're events, you money. Some of the mobile only events are like, how would you like your ticket? Would you like it uh, mailed to you? Would you like to pick it up, or would you like it sent to your email so you can print it out yourself? Yeah. 
on the ones that aren't mobile only events, that still costs like five bucks or whatever. Sending me an five email. bucks to send you an email. Yeah, they're gonna send you an email anyway as a confirmation. Yeah. Uh, what a bunch of scumbags! Talk about a group of people that should just be like ground into paste. Take the to people at Ticketmaster. Yeah, that was so, it. Was such a nice little memento. It's just a thing. You look at it. Some people frame them. They make like stupid books. You can put put yeah, all your ticket yeah. stubs in, and all that's disappearing for our little world of disposable. Everything's on your fucking smartphone. Hey, yeah, I mean, I love the pe- people will post pictures of like ticket stubs from the nineties, mm-hmm. like when they, like, like when all these bands were just starting out. It's like, look, I saw Pearl Jam, Nirvana, uh, Sonic Youth, and Soundgarden in ninety two at some club. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, that ticket stub is cool. Yeah. It's a physical item. Still worth nothing. No. Uh, it's only sentimental value. It's only sentimental value. Like, it's worth something to you. It's worth being able to go like, oh, I remember when we went and saw this concert in, you know, when we were in high school or whatever. These NFTs, they're trying to do that with that. And well, you, you're going to forget that you even have it. Yeah. I'm sure it, it'll be like in your Ticketmaster account thing. And the next, and you'll have forgotten about this. And then 2023, start of the year, you'll be in there like looking at Ticketmaster, buy all the tickets for this year. And it'll, and it'll be, and you'll be like, you award an NFT and you'll go, oh yeah. And you'll click that and you'll see, oh, I have NFTs from all these old shows yeah. too. Neat. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Yep. What a, what it's a douchebag organization. Not only is it is it a, is it worthless, but it it forcefully turned me into an asshole. Yeah. Because now if you were if, raped, I was raped. If <laughs> if a government, uh, if I have to sign a government form and they say, "Do you own any NFTs?" I now have to. Well, I won't. But I, I now have yeah. to mark yes. Yeah. Well, the IRS will come knocking on your door and they'll yeah, be like, yeah. "Mr. Handlebreaker." Uh, you check this box on your 1040 EZ in 2022, claiming you didn't have any NFTs. And in fact, we ran your Ticketmaster account. We found you have three. <laughs> now, those have incre- appreciated in value by 4,000%. They are now worth $4. <laughs> You're going to owe us uh, $2.83 in taxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, can I save a dollar? Just take a dollar off and don't even give me the NFT. Can I pay a dollar to not have the NFT? Yeah, fucking <laughs> charge me a surcharge to not be a douchebag. Yeah. Everybody's going to be there. When you go, you should be like, hey, uh, you got your NFT? You got your <laughs> NFT? Pretty cool, right? We're pretty cool bros. You want? I'll sell you mine. I'll sell you my front row NFT for uh, 35 cents. That's a huge appreciation of value from the worth nothing that it was before. Yep. It, Ticketmaster is a big reason why I don't go to concerts or events because they they have like a they almost have a monopoly on the market. Yeah, like live, very few some venues you can buy direct from, but most of the time it's Ticketmaster. Yeah, Canes is, I mean, I buy direct from Canes. Yeah, but or actually, it's not even direct. It's it's through Etix. Yep, which is some online portal. Yeah, yeah everybody does the online portal now. And all of the online portals, like Ticketmaster does it so everybody can do it. Yes. And they may charge less of a percentage. But yeah, I think Etix is, because, let's see, 30, I think it's it's less than 33%. It's closer to probably like yeah. 15, 20. See, I used to have no problem with box office fees when you when you go to a physical box office. and you get I'm, a and physical I'm, tickets printed out. And I'm talking about 
I'm not talking about movies. I'm talking about specifically live events like yes. plays, musicals, concerts, operas, ballets. You go to a physical box office or you call on the phone and you order on on the phone and you talk to someone. Talk to a person. And you'd be like, okay, what seats do you have? And they'd turn the little screen around. And they'd show you like, okay, Tim, you can choose. You want mezzanine. Here are the mezzanine seats that are available. You need three. Here are three together. Here's two and one across the aisle from each other if you want to do that. Uh, these are the best available. And, and then you, and then you, that was the other thing is that you could bargain, right? You could be like, well, actually I really, do, I really need an aisle seat because my sister has like a thing with chairs or bathrooms. We have to get yep. out early. Like, okay, that's going to bump you back a few rows, but I, you know, we have three right here on the aisle. No problem. Like, okay, perfect. We'll take those Ticketmaster. You go in, you're like, I want to buy floor tickets. And it goes, all right, here are three tickets in section B. That's <laughs> Okay, I want a different seats though. Nothing. I want aisle. No, no. These are the three tickets in section B that you can buy right now. Yeah. And then if you close out of this, you will then be in section F. So it's either B or go fuck yourself. And there's no ability to go in there and like click and select or look at what's open. It's just and because if you do do that, if you do the like, let me select my own seats. Uh, uh, they're five dollars more expensive. And my problem with that is that there's nobody on the other side. You're interacting with a computer. It costs them nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you're paying all these box office fees for nobody, you know, whereas you're paying a box office fee that goes into whatever minimum wage that this person in the box office who's friendly to you yep. and helps you solve your problems. Um, you know, when I, I think I've told this story before, but when my sister and I went and saw Brian Regan in Oklahoma City, we got to the theater very, very early. And we had shitbox seats. We had seats at the back of the, at the back of the balcony on either side of the handicap section. Wow! So we were going to get to see Brian Regan, but we were not going to get to see Brian Regan together. <laughs> we were going to be on, you know, separated by fifteen feet of just empty space or yeah. wheelies. I don't know what would happen. But we get to the box office. I pick up the tickets. I I had. I said. I said, yeah, here's my name, or I gave them the card or whatever, and they slid the tickets over, and I told my sister to pick them up, and she picks them up and reads the tickets and got so excited that then I and I said, you know, I know when I bought these tickets, like we bought the last two tickets that yeah, existed yeah. in the theater. I know when I bought these tickets, it was sold out, but is there, like, has any, been any cancellations? Is there any anywhere we could move where we could be together I, if there's an extra cost or, you know, it can still be in the balcony. I don't want an upgrade. Just was really hoping to get two seats sitting next to each other because we're on either side. Of, and she's like pulls them up and she goes, yeah, you are on either side of the, the handicap section. And, and then she says, let me see what I can do. And she gets us fucking fifth row center tickets and didn't charge me for them. Yeah. She's like, she's so excited. You know, you guys should really be sitting where you can see. And so we had amazing seats that I paid like shit box shit tickets, box for tickets for, yeah. because there was a human being there yes, who could, who could go, who looked at the a look on a little girl's face, looked at the, like, I wish I had better things and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, to get them. If it's even possible. Like I realized that it's probably not possible. It was sold yeah. out when I bought these and made a human decision to make a little girl's already great night, even better. Right. 
Computer's not going to do that. Ticketmaster's not going to do that. No, I'm not going to log into Ticketmaster and be like, hey, I bought these tickets for my sister for Christmas, and I know that it was sold out, but like, did you have any households or, or comps or someone canceled? Could I possibly upgrade and I'll pay whatever the upgrade fee is? Like, yeah, you, yeah, I've got tickets now down center. They're $100 more expensive each. There's a 35% charge on top of that, and we're going to charge you a cancellation fee on your old tickets. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's what these things are doing. Yeah, is and and yet you're paying. I you know you pay a thirty five percent box office fee to a human, a lot more understandable than paying thirty five percent box office fee because you got to figure like what did your you your most expensive tickets were like a hundred dollars. Yeah, so they they're they got twenty bucks off of you. For floor seats, yep. so let's just say that all the tickets in the in the room are a hundred dollars. It's a fifteen thousand seat arena. That's fifteen thousand times twenty going into them for doing nothing more than having a buy now button on their on their website. And I'm pretty sure the floor seats were the least expensive. Really, except for the the super shit box. Mm. Uh, Those you back, bought you bought the least expensive floor seats. It was the floor seats are all one. Oh, is uh, it because it's like a GA? It's a GA. Ah, so it's just an it's a big open floor, no chairs. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, okay. That it's makes Iron sense. Iron Maiden. It's not Billy Joel. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, I mean, <laughs> I'm <laughs> one of them. One of the shows they you go to Ticketmaster and it for some reason, like if even if you don't have an account, right, it has cookies from the last time you looked for a for tickets for yeah. something, right. And the last time I looked for tickets or something, I had, I was going with someone else. Yeah. So on the cookies for Ticketmaster, I've it's always like, oh, you're always looking for two tickets now. Yeah. And, uh, and the first thing it does is what like the the seating arrangement will pop up, and you'll click floor, but it won't. And it's, but it, it's so the you click floor, and it doesn't just be like, okay, the floor tickets are sixty six dollars it pops up like a menu scroll menu. That's like the, the ones you want very bottom that you have to scroll for mm-hmm. all the top ones. You're like, Oh, you want the platinum VIP tickets Yes, for $800 the, where you get to go backstage and meet the band and have pizza with them and get a photo. Yeah. And here's a t-shirt. Uh, now, do you know what the platinum VIP tickets cost for the Eagles or the, uh, sorry, the floor tickets for the Eagles cost coming up this year? They're more than I spent on all three tickets because my dad looked at the prices. They're, they're 10 times more. 1500 bucks. Yeah. For like a front row for the Eagles. Yeah. I, don't, I cannot, my, my I dad cannot looked at ticket prices for them. <laughs> stress enough how worthless the Eagles are. Uh, and you're not even seeing the Eagles. You're, you're seeing, seeing like Joe Walsh some, yeah. and some <laughs> random fucking dudes playing a bunch of boomer songs that are all not good. Just fucking pull out that gay record with the, the bird skull on it. Put it on your fucking record player and jerk <laughs> yourself skull. off while strangling yourself like David Carradine. Because you, if you're buying $1,500 Eagles tickets, you, you are an excess person. We do not yeah. need you on this planet anymore. The Eagles are not that. The Eagles are not just not that good. Even at their heyday, they were not worth that much money. Even accounting for inflation, you know, it's fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> now. Say it was five hundred dollars in the seventies. They weren't worth that then. Yep. 
You know why I can tell you that? Because every th- and fucking they announced that I I don't listen to the radio. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Been in a couple of cars with the radio on. They announced those fucking Eagles shows, and they're like, get the Eagles every third fucking song again. They're coming to Tulsa. We gotta get people high for it. Somebody's gonna love someone. Goddamn it. <laughs> yeah. They're lucky I'm not gonna be there that day. Because I will go down in history. I'll be the fucking. What's the guy that killed John Lennon? Uh, Mark David Chapman. I'll be the Mark David Chapman of the Eagles. <sighs> fucking hate those guys. Fucking hate them and all their shitty songs. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ticketmaster blows. So they're probably making they're probably making like four hundred bucks on those Eagles oh, yeah. tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they're just they're just raking money for having a, a web you know a front end. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. I, I I imagine if I were a venue, like the BOK center or the Paycom arena in Oklahoma city. Oh, it's now the, the Chesapeake energy arena. No, no, it was the Chesapeake energy arena. Now it's the Paycom. Now arena. it's the Paycom. Arena. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the thunder sold the naming rights of the building. Somehow that worked out, which huh. seems really weird, but yeah. yeah. Uh, both of those, I think they're between 15 and 20,000 people. Just imagine, like, if you got an IT guy who can do a PayPal integration, you could charge 10% on your fees yeah, yeah, yeah. and get, just take all that money in and cut Ticketmaster out. Yep. And it, and you'd, every, you'd, you'd pay his salary on one show. One show his salary's paid for and the rest is all pure profit. Yep. And then you just have, you're like... Okay, man. Here's uh here's the seating ar- arrangement for you know Tool. Here's the seating arrangement for the Eagles. Here's the seating arrangement for uh, Twisted Sister. Like whoever's coming in, and he's just like, all right, cool. Let me just clickety clackety. Well, like the Etix uh, portal user interface is so much better than the, the Ticketmaster Ticket one. one. It's like here's a picture of the artist. Here's like the times. Here's the date and times. Here's a little bit more about like the tour or whatever. Uh, here is the seating arrangement, and then on the bottom, it's like if you want the VIP bullshit, that's a whole different tab. Yeah, like, like the the like the main tickets are on that first tab, and it's like GA, and it's like enter how many tickets you want. Here's the price. Done. Mezzanine, kind of like shopping on Amazon, right? You Even go in simpler. there and you're like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I need double A batteries. Uh, I can choose from the four pack, the eight pack, the sixteen pack, the yeah. twenty four pack, the hundred pack. Click gives you your price. Set the quantity. I need four, four hundred, four one hundred packs. Click, add to cart, check out, done. Yeah, like that is the state of of internet buying. And yet Ticketmaster is still like, oh, by default, you definitely want those front row tickets, don't you? Yeah. Here's the other They're thing. only way the fuck outside. Here's your the budget. last thing about Ticketmaster: they've blacklisted themselves from PayPal's paying for. Oh, really? So you can't uh, fuck those guys even more. God forbid they don't get their money all up front. Yeah, yeah. But they do. Yeah, they do. PayPal paying for is a loan service. They're just fucking you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great issue, Tim. Uh, here's what I don't get: day off lethargy. I've had something very rare the last two days, uh-huh. and actually this whole week, I have I have days off. Like I had, there were no events happening in Tulsa yesterday. None. There was there was one event. You would think that that would be more common, but it's really not. It's, it's not. shocking. There was one event happening today, 
that had seven people at it. There's nothing going on tomorrow. Those seven people work Wednesday. There is nothing happening on Thursday. And then on Friday, events start happening again. Wow. Yeah. So I'm looking at like five whole days of hopefully being left the fuck alone. And I remember going into it Saturday night when I was going to bed and I was like, okay, I'm going to get up tomorrow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I've got, I can catch up on some editing. I can catch up on the website. I can catch up on this stuff. And then I woke up yesterday. My alarm goes off at nine 30, woke me from a dead sleep, which almost never happens. <laughs> Usually I wake up before my alarm yeah. and I, I didn't even set it back a little bit. Woke up, woke me up from a dead sleep Sunday morning. And I was like, holy shit, it's nine 30. I should probably get out of bed. And then my cat was like, "Ah, oh, alarm went off. So uh, why don't we uh, do uh, stuff? Lay lay down. Like why don't I just come here, curl up next to you now?" And I was like, "Oh, hi, cat." And I <clears throat> kind of petting the cat while I was, you know, fucking around on my phone, checking Discord, uh, checking, looking at emails. And then I, this fucking thing I know. Um, I think Trucking and Tucking texted us about getting together for movie night, and it was like one thirty. <laughs> I, I had dozed back off and just fucking... No, I think I was woken up by the cat feeder at noon. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it was shortly after that, trucking and tucking texted us. And I, so the cat feeder goes off. The cat jumps up, goes over to the cat feeder. And I was like, what the fuck? Is, is that supposed to go off at 8? Not... Uh, in my mind, it's like 10, 10 yeah. to 15. Yeah. Nope, it's noon, just after noon. And I'm like, oh, shit, I should really get out of bed. So I got out of bed and did a couple of things around the house. And then I went over to, with you guys. And then today, I'm like, oh, I'll get up. Nope. Just like finally trying to catch like why? Why can't I live by a schedule? This is what happened to me when the lockdown hit and I no longer had to go to work. Yeah. Was that I would just sleep until midday. Yep. Fucking, <clears throat> I, don't, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why, what I, what I, what is going on in my brain that I can't get my shit together to like do work when I don't have because a deadline. Because you've been fucking overworked. You've been uh, overworked. Probably. The last couple weeks the last four months before months you've been overworked so your body's like fucking we got a chance we'll we're gonna fucking take it yeah so it's weird i i i wonder if that happens to everybody i assume it happens to most people most people like i i don't have anything to do and then the other thing is you're not working you're not working in nine to five that's also true because if you're working a nine to five you it's it's that routine of i do this five days a week same, literally the same time, you know, yeah. I'm on that tight schedule. No, you, I work like a six to to midnight. Yeah. That's my, my normal schedule. 6 a.m. to midnight seems pretty normal. Uh, and by that, I mean not normal at all. And some like last, so last Tuesday, I didn't have any, I didn't, I had a couple of things I had to get done, but it was coming out of, uh, it was coming out of a show where I got to the venue before four in the morning and I left the venue after two in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, I like, I did sleep in that day, but I slept in cause I was dog ass tired. Like I had, I woke up about 1030 to go start doing the couple of errands I had to do. I did them. I got back home and I think I laid back down and went back to, I went to bed at like eight in the eight in the evening. Cause I was, I was still physically exhausted from the day before, like 22 hours, pretty much on your feet the entire time. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, when people go like, oh, you know, being a stagehand, that sounds like it'd be fun. It's not. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
It can be. You have to want to do it. You cannot. It's not one of those things where you can be like, oh, yeah, that seems like it would be neat. It's like it takes it takes a very specific amount of mental illness to, to want to do it as a job. Uh, but yeah, so when I have these days off, which are very, very rare, instead of getting anything done, I just end up sleeping the whole time and then and then being like, I should have I should have done editing. I don't know why I didn't do any editing yesterday because I was sleeping. Yeah. Dumb. And you just feel like a lazy piece of shit. Like, I know, I know cognitively I can look at it and go, okay, well, you know, on average, every other day that week you you worked 10 or 11 hours, and then this day you worked zero hours. So if you, if you average that out over seven, you're still over the productivity line of most people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but shouldn't my day off productivity line be higher than most people too? <laughs> Uh, and and then it then it just kind of eats it eats at you like why I should have brought my computer movie night because I could have been like doing stuff no but I guess you you have to relax you have to give yourself time to relax otherwise yeah. your brain will boil in your head and you'll die and you have to have a hobby I don't I see I don't I don't see like doing your hobby stuff or you know hanging out movie night I don't see that as not being uh not doing something proactive yeah well there's that there's that quote that's like time you enjoy wasting is not time wasted yeah i think is how it goes yeah and so there's definitely a, a thing to that like i'm not sitting there a movie night like biting my nails thinking of all the work i could get because i used to have sure. this problem right when i right after i graduated from high school or from college and started working on like started working a job yeah. i think i talked about this on the show I would wake up in the middle of the night being like, oh, God, I didn't get this project done. Or I'd be sitting at home and watching TV and think, oh, God, I should really be doing something productive with my, like, I should be working, there's something I should be working on right now. Yeah, because that's what college does to you. Yeah. And then I realized, like, no, I I don't have any homework. I, you know, I clocked out. I'm home. I'm done. (laughs) I'm you know, the worst thing that I have to do today, tonight, is the dishes from the dinner that I cooked. Yeah. And yeah, college definitely does like, just because you're constantly against a deadline yeah. in in school for really no reason other than the the final. They're just like, yeah, you have this project that's that's take, that you have this big project that needs more time than we're allotting. And also it's scheduled against three other projects in your uh-huh. other classes that I pretend don't exist. Yep. So you're constantly in stress mode and panic mode to get things done. Yeah. And then one day it's just over. And, uh, you know, there's this, everybody claims to suffer from anxiety. And I got to wonder how much of it is induced by the fact that our education system is built around these artificial deadlines. I think a lot of it. Uh, artificial deadlines with no time to actually work on it. Yes. Um, God forbid you hit you. You also have a part-time job or yeah. have to take care of something else. Yeah. The, cause early education, I mean, it starts right, right away. You we're giving you homework. It's like, yeah, do you have homework? <laughs> you know, when, when you clock out at three 30 in the afternoon, do you look at the, the next seven hours before you go to bed as, 
as time you're going to be doing homework or do, are you looking forward to watching Netflix and cooking dinner? Yeah. Yeah. As a teacher, you, you sack a shit, but then you, you give a kid half generously in primary school, you know, through high school, half an hour of work per class, seven classes a day. Essentially it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a school, half of what you, the time you spent at school. Yeah. Three and a half hours of, of work to be done at home. Now, and then teachers complain about how they're not appreciated enough, but you work, you work like nine to three. The rest of us are working nine to fives or worse. Yeah. And then we're, but we have to go home and cook dinner for our family and do all this other kind of shit and help our kids with their homework. Cause you don't do a good enough job teaching. Like, why don't you, why don't you a lot a day, Monday you teach Tuesday, you work on it in class Wednesday, you review Thursday, you, you test. And then Friday you like go over what people are getting wrong. Yeah. yeah. Classes would go much slower, but everyone have a much higher quality of life and they wouldn't spend their entire, their adult years thinking there's something they should be doing when they're at home, when there's really not. Probably also a much higher level of education. Probably. People would retain stuff more retain as knowledge. opposed to just blasting through yeah. things at the fastest fucking speed possible, then taking three months off and kids coming back and being like, yeah, I forgot how to do multiplication. Yeah, because you speak, because what school is, uh, a semester is what, 18 weeks? Uh, yes. So uh, imagine learning like 18 core concepts of a thing as opposed to like the math books we had had... 60 70 chapters in them yeah on you know each one doing a, like a here's this concept here's this concept well every advanced. every day it would be you get into a chapter and then every day would be like all right you know lesson one and then lesson two and so by the end the end of the week you're on to the next chapter or the beginning of the next week you're on yeah. to the next chapter and like here's a test and boom we're on to the next thing and yeah it's all supposed to build but like i was helping my sister with her virtual because they they have them in virtual school and i don't understand why they don't just cancel it because the kids don't have to go into school and so they're they don't really have motivation to do any of this shit when they're not at, at, at home the teachers send them the equivalent of a worksheet that they don't explain well and they're unreachable for assistance and the kids are doing this stuff on a computer which i don't think I don't think you can start working on a computer. No. I think you have to start working on paper. Paper. It's the the physical act of yeah. writing. And I figured this out. I've been terrible with names my whole life, but now that I'm writing down names constantly, I'm like a motherfucker with names. Yeah. So sometimes, it's that repetition thing. Sometimes when someone tells me their name for the first time, I will take my hand, my left hand, and in my right hand, I will hold an imaginary pen, and I will write their name on my palm. Over and over and over again while they're talking to me for a minute or while I'm walking away. And it's made, it's made my ability to retain new names so much higher. Uh, and so these kids are like, they're using terrible tools to fill this shit out. And then, of course, they're not doing it or they're not doing it well. Their grades are dropping and everybody's saying it. I mean, it's... Yeah. There is no, I have talked to zero people who have said, oh yeah, now that school's all virtual, my kids are just fucking blasting through all this shit. They love it. It's all, they hate it. They want to go back to school. Their grades are dropping. They're not learning the course material, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, because, because mentally their home is their sanctuary. Yeah. Like you can sleep all day in your home because you're, you're safe. It's animals do it too. Yeah. You know, cats, 
uh, I remember my electricity went out in my my apartment that one time. It was like gone for a whole weekend, and so there was no. It was summertime. There was nowhere to go. I got a, a hotel, and I brought my cat with me. And I brought him with me, got all settled in, and then I had to go to work that afternoon. So I went to work that afternoon, and I got back, and he had not used his litter box at all. But I got back, and he took a (laughs) piss for like three minutes. It was just like, I'm like, God damn, you could have gone while I was gone. And talking to someone else who has cats, she's like, no, well, no, they don't go to the bathroom if they're not, they don't feel that they're safe. So... He's in a new place. He doesn't know what it is. He's not going to let his guard down for a minute. But once I get back in there, it's like, all right, he's watching my back. I'm going to piss real quick. That's what our homes are. They're our nests. They're the place where we feel the most secure. So to bring all that fucking anxiety and hatred of school home is just poisoning the home environment. So, of course, kids are going to go. Uh, I have a day off. Let me sleep in. And that's the way it used to be. Like the snow days, <laughs> snow days now are not snow days. No, it's not like, all right, school's canceled. Go out in the neighborhood with your friends, go sledding, build snowmans, have snowball fights. Do the things inside, you can't do because cocoa, you're going to school all yeah, the fucking time. Play video games all day. You, you know, ride your bikes. Nope. Now it's, uh, due to the snow, it's going to be a virtual school day. Like the kids are going to not do all the same things, but now they're going to get in trouble for it as yeah. opposed to just, as opposed to that magic of waking up and Tulsa Public Schools is closed Monday, January 24th due to snow and like, yeah, yeah! and you like put on all your fucking snow gear because you're already up. Your, your parents are like, OK, we're going to take you to grandma's and drop you off. You're going to stay there. Or when you're a little bit older, it's like, all right, Tim, you're going to have to watch your brother and sister. And you're like, I'm, I'm fucking gearing up. I'm going to go across the street to play with my best friend. We're going to go. You know, we're going to wander the park where there's just the slightest amount of hill and we're going to like, let's get in the garage, dig those fucking sleds out. Let's build some, where's the carrots? Where's the acorns? Let's build a motherfucking snowman. Let's, let's build a snow fort in the backyard and do have some, have a snowball fight and then come inside and play video games or watch a movie while we warm up and then go back out again. None of that shit's there. You know why I think people didn't see this coming? (laughs) Why? It's because there's a, there's a small section of people. That already that already knew all of this. Yeah, and those were people like me that went to a community college. Yeah, where before all the Zoom shit, before virtual learning, they were already doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like a quarter of I think of the place I went to, a quarter of their classes were in some form online. online. Whether it's half and half, you know, like Monday is the day you go to class, Wednesdays online. Right. Whether it's that, whether it was um, you, the you do take the class online and then you go inside to take the test. Yeah. Or it was just all online. I think anyone that has had to deal with online because there was a whole I mean, they've been doing that since the what mid 2000 early mid 2000s at least. Yeah. So I think anyone that that went to a community college and had on online classes knows like how different like how this was going to impact learning yeah and i i the i've taken i've taken you know probably eight or nine online classes through high school and college yeah and some of them the one there there were two types of classes right there's the one where you can just do all the coursework at your own pace yep and then there's the one where you can do the coursework but there's in modules that unlock at certain times like a regular class yeah. which defeats to me defeats the purpose of it being online 
And the ones sure. where it was work at your own pace, like I would just sit down on a weekend and just and blast, blast through. through all the fucking curriculum. Yep. Get to the end, take the test, be it at a testing center or using a lockdown browser or whatever. Take the test, done. Walk away, yep. no problem. Then the ones where it was like modules opened at certain times and you had to have all these modules done by the test day, every single one of those, I did nothing until the night before the test day when I would then blast through all the coursework in a panic, not make as good grades as when I was working at my own pace, uh -huh. and then go take the test and then promptly forget absolutely everything that I read. Yeah. And I, I don't know how... Educators haven't looked at that and gone, oh, if if we don't let them or even to be able to identify, yeah. like you take a kid like me and go, all right, here is your English class for senior year. You can do this in you can do this at your own pace. Just knock it out and we'll call it good. And I knock it out in a weekend and walk away. And then, or another kid like my sister, where she needs the in person, she needs to be able to talk to the teacher and ask questions. And that, that's me. That was that was that was me. And go okay, with all this coronavirus bullshit, you could at least go and identify. Okay, yeah, Teb could do virtual school. Just fucking fuck off. Do it. Yeah, save us the hassle. Tab sister, we ain't gonna need you to come in and smaller class sizes or whatever. Yep. But no, they don't do any of it. So no. they leave them at home. They don't do any of the work. And then the teachers, the teachers are also being lethargic on this shit because it's all a day off to them. Like, let me upload all my my worksheets that they have to do every day on Monday. All right, I'm done. <laughs> and then they sleep in all fucking day like I do, and the students can't get the, can't reach them for help. And so then two weeks pass, they look at grades. They're like, oh, Tab's sister hasn't turned in any of her homework. Oh, I guess I'll send an email to her parents that says she hasn't done any homework. So then it's a fucking emergency for my parents suddenly. Yeah. It's like, if you guys had been on top of this, everybody, I mean, it's a failing on everybody's part. The teacher, my sister, my parents, all of us, we're all failures in this because if we had stayed on top of it, we would have fixed it, but we didn't because- we're just like, well, it must be getting taken care of. If there yeah. was a problem, someone would say something. Yeah. But no one no one says anything because if you acknowledge the problem, that's going to keep happening. We're all much happier sleeping in during the day versus getting up and getting our shit done. And then, because you could, you could nap all day, right? If I got up at 8 a.m., did everything I wanted to get done for the day, I could just go back to bed. Yep. But I don't do that. I fucking sleep in. <laughs> it's like procrastination. It's stupid. It's stupid of me. Stupid of my my sister, but I don't know how to fix it. Anyway, that's my issue. Uh, day off lethargy. So uh, that takes us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from... Uh one of my one of my favorite states, uh, who has their own uh, superhero, yeah, and of course is Coast City, Florida, oh, and Florida man, oh. uh, uh, a bill pushed by Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida would prohibit public schools and private businesses from making white people feel quote discomfort when they teach students or train employees about discrimination. Hell yeah. Uh. Democrats argued that the bill isn't needed and would lead to frivolous lawsuits and said that it would amount to censorship in schools hmm. as, as opposed to 
today when they don't censor things in schools. Yeah. Uh, they asked for uh, real life examples of teachers or businesses telling students or employees that they are racist because of their race. Okay. Uh, I call that log on to twitter.com. Yeah. Just fucking open your eyes for 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's not make white people feel bad about being white the same way we wouldn't make black people feel bad about being black. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, it, they always say that you have no control over it. So if, it's it's one thing to uphold everyone. It's another thing to uphold everyone while demonizing other. Like the um, there's a phrase that's thrown around all the time about like evil white men, rich how rich white men are bad. White men are bad. Uh-huh. It's just and that's the other funny thing about the argument of the Democrats when they bring that kind of shit up. They're like they're like, well, this doesn't happen anyway, so it's not a problem. Like then why is it a problem if we ban it? Oh, oh will you fucking because. <laughs> Is it because is it white people are bad? Is that, what you, is that what you wanted to say, you fucking racist? Here's a quote from uh, Senator Chevron Jones, who is black. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, this bill is not for blacks. This bill was not for any other race. This was directed to make whites not feel bad what happened years about what happened years ago. And they shouldn't because it happened years ago. They continued. At no point did anyone say white people should be held responsible for what happened. But what I would ask my white counterparts is, are you an enabler of what happened? Or are you going to say <laughs> we must talk about history? Yeah, let's talk about history. Let's talk about how your people are fucking worthless. And despite being 13% of the population commit 56% of the crimes. Can we talk about how that makes you feel bad and is not allowed to be discussed? Hmm. Huh? Maybe police your own fucking community there. Who was selling? Who was selling slaves? Tim, who was selling them? I know, I know they got sold in not not North America, but South America. I know uh-huh. they got sold there, but before they got sold in South America, how did they get on the boats? Who put them there? Really makes you wonder. Uh huh. Well, you shouldn't feel bad about your race. It's not you. You don't have control over it. Yeah. And demonizing, like, take that bill and make it about. Oh yeah, we shouldn't make black people feel uncomfortable about being black. And people would be like, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but you swap, put white in there. We shouldn't make women feel uncomfortable being women. Yeah. Empowerment. We shouldn't make men feel. Oh, bad. that's fucking sexist. Yeah. Men are all men are pigs. Just though. I mean, just look at modern media specifically with men, right? Yeah. Uh, any family drama, the man is an absolutely worthless retard. Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin. Uh, oh yeah, this the family sitcom. Yeah. The family sitcom. The everybody loves Raymond, King of Queens. Yep. The man is always just a bumbling dumbass yep. who causes problems that have to be then fixed by the wife's intervention. And if you if you reverse those roles, if you made the wife the dumb one, like if you took. If you took a, a family sitcom and you made the wife a trophy wife who causes problems because she's fucking dumb, that show would be canceled so fast. People would be having outrage like, blondes aren't dumb. Blonde women aren't dumb. That is a stereo- that is an unfair stereotype. But you make the man like fucking the Brian Regan joke, like <laughs> tangled up in the blinds. Like, oh, it- he has that whole bit, like my husband, all the ads, my yeah. husband is so stupid. <laughs> White men are evil, sexist pigs who, you know, raped and pillaged the land. But, you know, it kind of makes you wonder 
if we need to be nerfed so bad, you know, in a video game, you when you have yeah. an overpowered weapon because it's because yeah. it's awesome, yeah, right. You gotta you gotta nerf it. It's like, well, wh- why'd you have to nerf it? What what? It was because you couldn't make the other weapons good enough to compete with the, uh-huh. this like OP weapon. So you're going to nerf the OP weapon rather than rather than because you can't you can't bring everything up. All you can do is bring the top uh, down. down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just talking about weapons in video games. <laughs> uh, well, our next news story comes to us from. Uh, if you had a weapon that was banned from 190 countries, yeah, wouldn't you start to ask questions about what that weapon was doing that got it banned? Uh huh. Yeah. Just thinking. Uh, this comes to us from Ireland. Uh, two uh, two men brought a dead man into a post office uh, last week in an attempt to collect his pension. Uh, it's like uh, this is this we this story happens like every. Uh, there's probably once a year. There's a story about someone trying to scam Social Security or in this case an Irish pension. Yeah, and it never works. Uh, Staff at the post office immediately became suspicious and contacted emergency services. Um, no money was handed over to the two men, and it is understood that the deceased man is well known to the two men who moved his body. It's like it's like these guys had never seen Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. and their friend dies, and they're like, oh, man, what's going to happen to his pension? Anyways, let's just uh, watch some TV here. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh But like like weekend of Bernie's makes it funny. Yeah, well, but no, these two dudes brought a corpse into a post into office. A post office yeah. <laughs> it's like one of them. One of them gets over to Pete's and Pete's dead, and then the other like David comes over and David's like, "Oh man, you're not gonna believe this. I just watched this great movie." He's like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, hold on, David. I I just got here. Pete's dead. Like that's fucking great. Let <laughs> me tell you about this movie I just yeah, watched. Yeah. Oh boy." Uh, which I, I find funny because uh, while I was looking for the news for this week, I, there was a story about how the IRS is going to start using facial recognition. Yeah, uh, making you submit a picture of yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, we've got an, our next news story comes to us from uh, our brothers to the south, Texas. Uh, a Texas woman is now out on bond after sheriff deputies said she tried to purchase another woman's child while waiting in a checkout line at Walmart. You know, Walmart's got everything these days. She offered to buy a woman's child, and so now she's, um, she was arrested for that? According to the report, the woman came to the other woman's shopping cart in the checkout line uh, the, that had two children in it. Uh, the woman started to make comments about one of the, woman, the other woman's two children mm-hmm. before allegedly asking if she could buy him for $250,000, the mother okay. refused the officer or refused the offer. Uh, and uh, the the other lady increased the offer, offer to $500,000. Oh, shit. I'd sell you in a second for $500,000. And allegedly threatened to just take the infant. Okay. Uh, I, I still don't understand what the crime was here. Uh, she they, didn't. Actually, she was arrested and charged with sale or purchase of a child, which is a third degree felony but in there, Texas. There was no sale or purchase of a child. It was she was still negotiating, right? Yeah. Like if I solicitation, so, 
mm. is is a crime. Like if yeah. you go to a prostitute and you ask how much, like what can I get for twenty dollars? That or what can twenty? What will twenty dollars get me? Yeah. That solicitation, which also shouldn't be a crime, uh, but that is a listed crime. If money didn't exchange hands and children didn't exchange hands, no crime was committed. She just walked up and offered this woman money for her kids. The woman didn't want to sell her kids. It'd be no different than me walking up to a guy in a parking lot and being like, hey, I'd like to buy your car for, you know, a million dollars and him going no. And then and you couldn't you couldn't charge me. Ta- couldn't charge him taxes for a million dollar car sale. No sale was made. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to be arrested unless uh you then followed him and went to his home at night and ki- and attacked him and killed his dog. That is true. <laughs> Even then, I don't think you could be arrested because he'd no. probably chase you down and kill you and your entire family. Yeah, yeah. It was just a fucking puppy. It's just a it's just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like your baby's a piece of shit anyway. Just fucking oh, yeah. get the money. Well, we've got one last news story. Okay. Uh, and uh, this one, um, I'm going to say, has some graphic content involved. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. It's one of these. Uh, a U.S. man may never be able to use his penis again <laughs> after his. Uh, after he saw his mother-in-law in the shower. <laughs> so this guy is 45. He was struggling with impotence. And. uh he had been putting different items into oh, his urethra God. in a bid to stay firm. Jesus Christ. Don't put things in your hole. <laughs> but his latest attempt ended in horror when his partner tried to use the straw of a can of insulation spray to keep him erect. And fired the insulation spray. The partner spray. said they accidentally hit the button on the top of the can, sending the foam inside where it hardened and became anchored to his genitals. Uh, the doctors had to cut a new opening in in, in the man uh, to pull the insulation out. Uh, would you like to see a picture of a... No, of I a, don't. No, of, I don't. I don't want to see a picture of anything, Tim. Just stop reading the story. <laughs> of a We're ruler. Do, no, no, just, no, no. It's just no, a ruler. No rulers. I don't want to even hear the rest of this. And some foam. No foam. Uh, so when I was reading here, when I was looking at the stories earlier, you heard me say like, Oh shit or something. I I won't show it to you. Uh, I'm just saying all it is is a picture of a ruler Mm -hmm. and the foam. Yeah. Uh, and let's just say, uh, there is far too much foam, (laughs) far too much foam. Jesus Christ. The craziest thing. Just use a dildo, man. Yeah. Uh, the craziest thing was that he waited three weeks before seeing a doctor and only oh, went for treatment okay. after he found he he found it increasingly sore and difficult to urinate. So that's why his shit's all stuffed, stuffed up. He should have gone to the emergency room right away. Right away, yeah. yeah. Don't even put on pants. <laughs> that's fucking disgusting. Yep. Ugh. Horrifying. Well, this has been... Call that a news. This is a news cunt. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim, but you know it doesn't take care of eye bleach. Eye bleach. If you want to <laughs> send us eye bleach, please visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there we give five tiers of the one buck tier where you just get early access to each episode plus our monthly minisodes. We have a two dollar tier where we throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again, like our Matrix Resurrections commentary. Or not commentary, before and after. 
We have our $5 tier. We do a monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch. And when you sit down and watch and record a fan the commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier. We got a spite producer request this week to have Vinnie Paulino from The Creep Off on the show. And I reached out to him. He was going to be on today, but uh, scheduling didn't end up not working out. So he's going to be on next week. So tune in next week to hear Vinnie Winnie, the people's champ on the show by request. Uh, I was surprised at how quickly that I had sent him an email and he's like, yeah, come on. No, I give a shit. <laughs> uh, usually there's like a whole song and dance uh-huh. about what's going on. But uh, anyway, so looking forward to having him on next week. And uh, thank you to all our patrons, big and small for supporting the show. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. So keep on supporting us, but uh, let's get back to some issues. Tim, what is your second issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Playing cops. Uh, remember how when you were a kid, you would play the cops and robbers? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you stop doing that at, at any time? Yeah, I stopped doing it in like 2006. Uh-huh. Uh, that was probably my last time playing cops. <laughs> uh, now, when I say cops, I specifically literally mean cops, the TV show program. Oh, okay. Because uh, there's a certain way you've seen you've seen uh, some of it, right? I've, yeah, I've seen episodes now sure. and again. There's a certain way uh, that the police act in in that show that um, you like. They're not always responding in that show to an emergency. Yes, right. Sometimes like it'll cut to a guy. He's got his his red and blues on, and he's like screaming down the highway. He's like, "There's a 75 car." Uh, jam on the highway. We got to get there and save all these people. Yeah. Or like some dude just been shot. I'm going to go save him. Usually like that happens occasionally, but usually it's like, you'll see them like in the, in the building and whatever city they're in. They're like, Hey, uh, we're looking to look out for some prostitutes in this area today. Yeah. Jim, you're going to go down 42nd. Steve, you're going to go down 43rd. Uh, you two guys are going to be, uh, undercovers, right? It's, it's a lot more, uh, a lot of times it's them knocking on the door like, hi, ma'am. There was some complaints and some noises to make sure everything's all right. Right. And then and then you hear a boom, the back, the back door opens and then you get a chase. Yeah. Right. But uh, even then, a lot of times it's just that she's just like, oh, I was just watching I was, my shows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, keep the, the volume turned down, man. Right. Uh, that's kind of how uh, w- the the U.S. likes to, to play cops. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh. Uh, hey, we heard uh, there was some shit going down in Russia. Uh, ah, we heard some, there was some shit going down in Russia in the Ukraine or something. Uh, Jerry, why don't you go check that out? And, and then you, and then we get camera on Jerry, and Jerry's just sort of in his escalating. He's like, yeah, we heard there was some uh, some shit going down in the Ukraine. So um, I got eighty five hundred troops here with me in the back, and. Uh, <laughs> We're not gonna. We're not gonna go right to right to uh, the border, the, the mafia leader's house. We're just gonna be like in the area, and we're gonna like you know sort. We're gonna sort of police the location. We're gonna like check stuff out, see what's going on, and then he's like, "Hey, here, uh, there's a there's a big drug house right over here." And oh my god, he's running! Get him! And and then it turns into a to a chase, a world war, world war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call that. I. Man, I just, I've always hated, we have a movie called Team America World Police. Yes. That's a satirical take on how we 
to have to be in charge of everything constantly. And even the fact that like that movie exists and we still keep on trying to be some sort of well you'd think you'd think that freedom we force we would have taken some amount of um it's like it's like when you're on Facebook right and you you accidentally share a Babylon B article or an onion article mm-hmm. or one of those and you're like can you believe what Joe Biden is trying to feed to our kids and it's like some obviously satirical yeah. thing or like the Tide Pod challenge and everyone <laughs> goes it's a fucking Babylon B article, you dumbass. Yeah. And you're supposed to have that moment of shame where you're like, ah, oh, and then you don't post for a few days. You would think we would have that moment of shame after our asses were totally blown out in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Nope. I mean, the very next thing we're like, yeah, we're going to send some troops in there. We're going to help stabilize the region. Like you are only for fucking pouring gas in the fire. Why don't we mind our own fucking business? This is exactly what happened in world war one. Yeah. Was instead of just minding our own fucking business, you know, Winston uh, Woodrow Wilson ran on a platform of non-interference and America for Americans, and then he gets elected and he's like, "Yeah, about that, fucking, we're dealing with uh, joining World War One," and then that created World War Two, and that created the entire hell of the, the last. It's it's the what I don't like is the proactive nature, because. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because if well, if, it's it's called the Department of Defense. Yeah, and it's we're it's completely offensive all the completely time. Completely offensive. Like if Tab calls me, he's like, "Hey, Tim, uh, I'm going to be in a fight at three thirty, and I need some backup." Yeah, right. That's there's a difference between that and and me showing up to your place at nine in the morning, being like, uh, "I heard you were beefing with someone. And in case you get into a fight, I'm right here." I'm gonna be right here by your side the whole day, just in case. Uh, just in, just in case anything happens. And I I'm not a, saying anything will happen. I just but just in case anything happens, I've got a knife and brass knuckles and a chain. Yes, and we're ready to go. Yeah, I got forty nations ready, ready to, to roll, roll, son. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. It's too much. And um, you know, so was it Eisenhower? Eisenhower created coined the term military, the military industrial complex and how that yeah. was going to cause problems. Uh-huh. Do you know what that was originally called? What he originally wanted to call it? No, he wanted to call it the military industrial congressional complex, uh. but he didn't want to fucking walk, go out on like an insult to the Democrats. He wanted to go out on a high note. So he just called it the military industrial complex going out on a high note. What so, a, what a, so we've all concept. I know. So it was yeah, class. Absolutely. Unbelievable <laughs> these days. Uh, so we, we've always called the military industrial complex. Just the idea that like evil capitalism works with evil well, military yeah. and creates problems, but it's actually evil Congress that causes all this shit. Cause where are they getting all their fucking money? And if we, if we called it what he wanted to call it, we would go, that's why they all want the perpetual war. Every single yeah. one of them. That's why they gave away all. That's why they, they created the War Powers Act so the president can send people into battles without congressional approval. We haven't fucking declared war on anyone since 1941. Yep. And we've had fucking Korea, Vietnam, uh, the two wars in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. We're in a perpetual state of war. Constantly money. fucking going it's, around because it creates money for these people that don't that only deserve bullets. Yep. And yeah, and so I, now, I, and I, I mean the most hardcore politically, the most hardcore peace loving anti war people 
still haven't figured out that uh, you send a, um, you know, whether it's, you know, clean energy, whether it's um, infrastructure, uh, anything that would actually do any sort of good for our country mm-hmm. goes to Congress in a bill and it gets torn to shreds. It gets uh, bullshit bloated. added onto it, bloated. Yeah. It stays there for years getting uh, renegotiated, renegotiated get more money out of it. Yeah. But the second, the second we need to send soldiers somewhere to kill some brown people. It, no questions. asked. 100% yes votes. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. That's the thing with the war powers act. They don't have to vote on it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because none of them want, none of them want a little thing on their record. Like the, I voted for the war in Iraq. Yes. They, Cause that used to be a, a political uh, attack campaign. ad yeah, thing. they'd be like, this guy voted for Iraq. Yeah. Or whatever it was. So no, they'll, they'll approve spending for the military all day, but when it actually comes time, it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is actually just an executive decision, you know, thing going through here. And because it's run, because it's ran through that lens and filter of Congress who, uh, are filled with people that don't actually know. Who don't actually have to sacrifice anything at any point in their fucking miserable lives. Not only that, but they're so higher, uh, they're so high up from the common man. Yeah that they're out of touch with actual society, that the military is still somehow underfunded. They think that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, not that they think that, but, but you know, there are, there are parts of, of the, of the military, like the VA. Yeah. Right. That should be the only part of the military that gets funded. But for somehow, but somehow you, I mean, you need to get an operation of the VA. You're waiting five years, buddy. That's the thing. They always say like, Oh, you know, support our troops are fighting for our freedom. It's like fighting from our freedom from what? Because there isn't a power on this planet that could even come close to challenging our, no. our freedom other than the people that are running this shit. <laughs> who is who the military should be fighting against yeah. the people who are violating their their oaths to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. That then they raise their right hand on their little Bible and then they just take their their penis out and just jerk off all over it and then set the fucking thing on fire. It's I, I don't understand why we need to be involved in fucking literally everything. And it's amazing because I've gone full circle. I remember when the war in Iraq started, um, I was very much anti-war. I mean, going as far as to stand on the street corner, holding signs, anti-war signs, Mm -hmm. you know, full hippie peacenik love and let love mentality. To then going through and not necessarily being all right with war, uh, but like 100% support our troops and to the point where if we're going to fight a war, let's just fucking end it. Let's sheet a glass in the Middle East, which I'm st- <laughs> I still believe. Let's just fucking sheet a glass in the entire Middle East and solve a lot of our fucking problems. Um, but to now being like, once again, back to being completely anti-war, close to the point of let's close all the bases. Bring them all home. Send them like send them home. We don't need a huge standing army. Yeah. We're the number one in the world. And all those guys that were in the military, if China decided to start some shit, Russia decides to start some shit, if we had to actually go to war, they would be right back there yeah. in a fucking heartbeat. Yep. Cause they they the people that are in our military now are people that believe in it. They're either people with no direction or they're people that believe in it. The people with no direction not really a good choice. The people <laughs> yeah. who believe in it are our greatest ev- evangelists. And rather than 
sending them out there in some worthless assignment where they rot away or they get attacked by some fucking shitbox brown person with a suicide vest. Keep them at home. Let them, you know, we used to, you can't move the army in the United States, but you could change that to where they're, they're, the Corps of Engineers is doing more. The military is assisting with our, we have supply chain shortages. We got all kinds of fucking trucks that are painted green. Yeah. Why don't we, <laughs> why don't we throw some of their shit on a military truck and start sending that shit back and forth until yep. we can get more truck drivers in and have them serve inside the United States instead of protecting worthless things in, uh, worthless things in countries that don't care countries about that us. don't care yeah. about us countries in europe where we have huge military bases where our whole presence is keeping their their shit safe yeah. and then their their leaders not to mention their citizens go out go into the un and be like uh mil- un- the united states is an evil war you know warmongering country we fuck you then how about we take our fucking ba- how about we take all our fucking scud missiles out of your fucking country and see how long it is before Russia's knocking on your door? And then when you call us asking for help, you can send a fucking check first. <laughs> Fuck you. Not our fucking problem. It's a different continent. Get fucked. That's what America's policy should be. Not yeah, let's send eighty five thousand troops into the Ukraine just to keep. That's fucking. Because nobody read history. No one paid attention to history class. Yeah. We surged up troops and surged up troops and just built pre- these pressure vessels until they had to burst. That's what we did in Weimar. We created a huge pressure vessel and just let it build and build and build and build until it fucking exploded into World War II. World War One, same thing. Fucking, let's just mind our own. We've tried being an interventionist country for nearly 100 years now. Why don't we try being a mind our own fucking business country? See what we can do to our GDP then. Instead of gah, just met the, the problem is the people in our charge are meddlesome. Yeah. They think that things can be fixed by adding to, fiddling with. They don't think something can be ever be fixed by taking something off. Like, uh yeah, my the uh, the wheels on my car are making this real weird this real weird noise. Like, yeah, have you considered taking the maracas out of all the sp- out of all the spokes on your your wheels? Well, why would I do that? The maracas, I like the maracas. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna add five wheels to it. But they don't they don't do anything for the car except make noise. Okay, but I I paid a lot of money for yeah. these maracas. Wheels make the car go. If we add more wheels. <laughs> Yeah, we I put this weird cargo this shark, weird cargo thing more. on there that now stacks wheels outside of my wheels so I get more torque. Yeah, but you can't fit the car in the garage anymore. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to build a new garage. Why don't you take the wheels off and keep the garage you have? Now nah, we're going to need a new garage. New, new garage. A whole new garage. Yeah. I know we just built this garage, but uh <laughs> yeah. New garage. It's going to need to cost more money. It they don't they don't think that way. And most people don't think that way. There I saw this great study a couple of years ago where um, it was a, it was like a Lincoln log tower Yeah, and they wanted you to put this roof piece on that was pre-built and for every piece you used to build up the top so the roof piece could sit on it, you were charged a dollar and you had like a hundred dollars. Yeah. At the end of the study, you got whatever was left. Taking away pieces cost nothing. Mm. So most people put an average of like 20 pieces on the tower to get the roof piece to sit correctly versus the tower was designed. If you remove four pieces, it would 
work perfectly, but people don't look at that. People, when surveyed about how to fix problems in a company, most people suggest new programs or new policies Mm -hmm. versus getting rid of the policies that exist. Yeah. I really wish we could just mind our own fucking business. And I feel like we're having the same conversations now that we were having in 1912. Yeah. Right. I I mean, a hundred years later, it's the exact same conversation. Oh yeah. Russia's encroaching on the Ukraine. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Have you seen videos from Ukraine? Did you not pay attention to Kazakhstan? Oh, no, Uzbekistan is the one they hate. Who gives a shit? They're all fucking weird Russian worthless people in their Adidas. Let them fucking piss and fight it out. Not our problem. That's a good issue, Tim. Here's what I don't get. Onlineification. So I mentioned at the beginning of the show I was playing Grand Theft Auto V. And Grand Theft Auto V has now made it through three console generations. It was launched on the 360 and the PS3. Mm-hmm. Then it was on the PS4 and Xbox One. And then it was a launch day title for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah. Right? Those are, the, those are the names. A launch day title. A game that I think is going to be 10 years old next year. Yes. Um, amazing. I mean, it's out. It's almost outlived Skyrim. As, I mean, it's but the difference is that in that window, Bethesda has put out a Doom, right? Because they handle Doom now. Um, when you say Bethesda, it's like saying it's like Ubisoft or EA. So they, they just they just produce. They they just distribute. Yeah. Doom. Okay, but they did do Fallout Four, Fallout Four, and seventy six, and seventy six, and Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, which has been kept up with yeah so they've done a bunch of stuff since then yeah rockstar and have and have announced <laughs> starfield yes which there is, is a new is, space uh this year or next year yeah and six and elder scroll six it's very loosely announced they, they're working on it i've seen i know i know they're working on it but it's like we knew in 2011 that there was going to be an elder scroll six sure there's no, the same way we know there's gonna be a GTA six. Yes. We haven't we have no idea where GTA six is taking place. Yeah. With with Grand Theft Auto though, with Rockstar, the only thing they've done since 2013 is Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. 2. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. They dumped a bunch of money into Grand Theft Auto Online, and that's the problem. Yeah. Is that Grand Theft Auto Vibe is very clearly a game that was designed to be an online multiplayer game the same way um, Call of Duty games are designed to be online multiplayer games. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have their little campaign that you can play, but everyone, everyone plays that once through and and then then never couldn't tell you the good ones. Yeah. They couldn't tell you what the story is about in, in those Grand Theft Auto though is a franchise from it's inception, you know, Grand Theft Auto and what well, Grand Theft Auto was it 1969 London it expansion one, pack. It was one, two, and then London. Two, yeah, London was two. Yeah. Uh, since all those, it's a one player, um, gang builder, yeah, gang game. I mean, you you get introduced to a contact, he has you do a bunch of like drive around, drive, get thing, kill person, come back, finish, yeah. Over and over and over and over and over again until you like move to the next guy, move to the next guy, defeat a boss, and then you finish the game and you're the king of the world. Sure. That's all the Grand Theft Auto games. 
this one, and because of that, the games were kind of, they were sandboxy where there were codes for you to be able to like increase your health or increase your money so that you could go do stuff and you know, just fuck around. It's a game for fucking around. It's not yeah. a game for, you know, you're not earning a platinum trophy for hundred percent in Grand Theft Auto unless you're like a super autist. Yeah. <laughs> But Grand Theft Auto V is really obviously built all around the online component. That's why there's the multiple characters angle. That's why there's a stock market. <laughs> like this, this game has so many things going on in it that are just superfluous. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, here's a mini game where you play tennis. There's a mini game where you build your character's stamina so you can run longer. And there are little missions where you need to run. Uh, oh, the races. Yeah. I forgot there about those. foot races Fuck. in this game. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto, there are races where you race people on foot. It's not... I, I don't know who that could possibly be for, yeah. other than the fact that you spend a lot of time in the online world not able to get your car. Your car is blown up, so you have yep. to walk around. And so <laughs> running is important. So you need to be familiar with all of these like mechanics, because it's a mechanics game. I... Don't like if you want to make an online multiplayer RPG world that's like modern day and you drive around and you play as a gangster and you b build heists. That sounds like a fun game yeah. for people that like those types of games. Mm -hmm. I don't like those types of games. I like the sandbox. I like a, ga a world where you can go around, do whatever you want, fuck around, blow stuff up, fight people, not fight people, drive cars, whatever. I'm, I'm into all that. That's why I liked Grand Theft Auto three vice city and San Andreas. That's part of why I hated grand theft auto four was because they were like, we're going to make this a lot more realistic. So yeah. when you hit when, fucking grand theft auto five, you can just blast through a lot of stuff, but then you can't blast through bushes, which oh, is yeah. the single most obvious thing that you can drive a car through. <laughs> But you hit those like a brick wall and get rocketed out of your fucking car. Like, oh yeah, this you thought you could drive over this curb, but your your bumper Grand Theft Auto Four. This is why I stopped playing Grand Theft Auto Four. Like, yeah, you're running from the cops. You're up going high speeds, and oh, you clipped this curb, so now you've gotten rocketed out your window, lost half your health, landed in the street, got hit by another car, and the cops just pulled up, shot you once, and now you're dead. But all of that exists, and even in Grand Theft Auto V, your health bar is fucking nothing. You get hit, shot three times, and you're dead. And there's yeah. no, you know, some games that you go in there and difficulty and set your difficulty easy where you do 10% more damage, you take 10% less damage, or hard where you, you take, not, not in this game. In this game, they want you to get armor. And armor costs $1,500 a pop to yep. get a full thing of armor. And why do you need to buy armor? Well, because online games are all built around making you earn and spend currency so you yes. feel like you're doing something. Uh -huh. So armor is a great thing in the online world because you're doing heist to earn money and then you're spending it in an armor to keep yourself safe. As opposed to, and that's why your health doesn't regenerate. Your health will regenerate from zero to 50%, but then it just stops. And Grand Theft Auto, the earlier games, your health didn't regenerate at all. No, but there's packs everywhere. But there were packs everywhere. And there's fucking nothing for packs nope. in Grand Theft Auto V. Like, there'll be a pack in your safe house. Yes. So the easiest way to heal is to just let yourself get killed in a mission. Yep. And then you're back. You retry it. Yeah, because I, I spent I spent probably 90% of the game under 50% health because I got shot walking around or I got hit by a car or whatever. 
my health went down. It doesn't regenerate. And now I'm in a mission and it's just like, oh, Trevor died. I'm like, yeah, I know he died. He, I got, I took a <laughs> bunch of damage in the last mission and never got any of it back and never got a way to build it back up. So fuck it. Like, I'll just retry. I don't give a shit. It's not like old Grand Theft Auto where when you died, you started back at your house in Grove Street yeah. and had to go fucking <laughs> drive to the mission start point, start the mission. The checkpoint system, having having not played a Grand Theft Auto game since San Andreas, it's like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't catch the boat. Let me just reload, and I'm right here where I was behind the boat. Cool. <coughs> yeah, it's, the whole game is built around that online, which is why it's still... That's why they've never... They don't want... They don't have any drive to make six, because no. they're still making lots of money off of current users so when i when i think earlier i said five is one of the best-selling games of all time the series is of course one of the best-selling series of all time yeah five is still annually as in we just finished 2021 it was on the list of best-selling games of 2021 because yeah. of the online yeah well and because in 2021 a bunch of people bought it again because oh and ps5 Buy the PS5 version, right? Sure. We're going to give you $10 million in online that's game. what. Well, that's what, the reason it's been on the list every year is because you can buy you can buy it for brand new for you know, what, 20 bucks somewhere at a, at a yeah. store because uh, they printed a gajillion of them. And it comes with online money yep. uh, that is cheaper than if, if... If you bought the online money directly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, and then the PS5 version is like, oh, yeah, you... It, you get the primo edition, which comes with all this shit for the online. Like, yep. uh, but go ahead and slap that in there. I'm already on my PlayStation account or my Steam account. Boom! Here's the new, the new version. I've got ten million more dollars to go dick around with, and just like flying planes and making little videos yep. and Twitch streaming, it's it's really killed that the idea of the franchise. Yep. Which I remember in San Andreas, there was a co-op mode. And that, yeah, was fun. that was fun. And, and you could co-op in four too. And I, I know people who co-opt in four, but it was like, you could play directly with your friends, like eight friends, I think could play at once and you could go do stuff together. And then it just, it got to be too much. And I would enjoy a game. I miss co-op games. Like well, you and I played Grant, most of the gears of war saga together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Online. Uh, we played it like couch co-op a bunch. We played it online a bunch and that was a ton of fun. Yep. It was, it would remind me of the old way of playing video games. Yeah. Like I, we used to, I, we used to play, not you and I, but, uh, but we used to play Grand Theft Auto as a co-op game, right? Yes. Where you'd play until you died yep. and then you'd hand me the controller and I'd play until you, and, you, and yeah. I'd play and then I'd die and then, and, or fail a mission. Let me try. You'd fail. I'd try. And that was the way that was played. And that's like, that's why I love San Andreas is not because it's, it looks good or it controls great yeah. or it's because I had so much fun. Yes. I had so much fun playing it with a friend. Yeah. It's got a lot of flaws, but I'm also amazed playing this game on PS4. This game has been out for nearly 10 years. There are times where I'm playing and people, characters that I'm have to interact with will just disappear. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I almost died in a recent mission because I was getting shot. I could not figure out where from. And then I finally, using the mini map, figured out that there was a guy who had turned invisible 
that was shooting me. Huh. And so I've like in my I'm looking around the room is clear, but I keep seeing the red arrow and then I'll turn and the red arrow will be from a different angle. Finally, I just shot at the dot on the map and then suddenly he becomes visible and drops dead. Wow. And I was like, fuck you. There was one where I was supposed to be following this guy on a motorcycle and he became invisible except for his headlights. And so there was just barely this glow of headlights <laughs> up ahead of me that I'm trying to keep an eye on. And I'm like, this is a... This is a 10-year-old game on now a legacy system. Why is there a fucking bug like this? How can you, yeah. you not fix this yet? Ah, we got to spend more money on uh, getting more electric, putting electric cars into the Grand Theft Auto yeah. Online. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a huge waste of everyone's time. But yeah, people are buying, people are buying physical copies to put in that code ZYXB6132QRO. Oh, you got a million dollars. That that cost you fifty dollars if yeah. you bought it in through the in game portal. Because uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, which has is not has sold as much as five, but it's not far from it. That's uh, for their online. Rockstar has all but abandoned Red Dead Redemption Two online. Really? Oh yeah, it's hmm. it's fucked. Huh? I wonder why. I mean, I. Uh, it was so it was buggy from the beginning and they've just decided no it's not, not, not even it. that it was buggy they've just abandoned it like they haven't been like they do updates but it's not nowhere near the like time invested as gta online uh i, I, I was watched i watched a youtube video on it like uh, before christmas and then b by january it was like the guy's like yeah they had they put out another update and it didn't fix anything. Uh, they've fucked the, the economy. A lot of the economy is, is what it's fucked in that game. Mm. Uh, which sucks. Cause like, I like the first one too. I didn't play a lot of, but the first one didn't have online, uh, or did it? Maybe it did, but not to the level of two, but like to be able to like gang up with three other dudes and like, Western style, like rob a train coach, you know, rob a train or, you know, that's like, that's the kind of shenanigans that it's the same kind of GTA shenanigans that, yeah. that uh, you could get up to, but it's not as wacky. So it doesn't make for good streaming. Like there are people that Maybe. still stream Grand Theft Auto oh, yeah. online stuff because huge. the world is kind of broken. It is. Um, you know, I've been playing Forza Horizon four and it's a, it's a sim. Yeah. Is a driving sim. Well, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a lot more sim-like. And so it wants, it. it's like very, and you can, like I could, I, I have, when I'm just driving around and really all the time, I have the wear turned turned off of my car. Yeah. It's just because if I hit a tree, I don't want the car to be all scratched up. I like that it looks nice. The, you can set it to where you just get tire wear over time, or you can set it to full sim where you getting head on collision and the car the does not fucked. drive right. Yeah. 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 And Grand Theft Auto five has that to an extent where like I've, I've driven cars to where the, the front wheel is jackknifed <laughs> in and the car pulls the one side, yep. but I've taken a huge amount of damage. Like there, I will, I will routinely just drive off the edge of a hill roll down the hill it'll be you know what would destroy a real yeah. car and then just keep on driving not really even losing any speed yeah. and so that makes for wacky fun you're right streaming. It, you're right it, it, it is videos. a really good middle ground 
It is, and that's that's part. They're not of, even a middle ground. It's more of like a seventy. Like it's just got that like like a twenty five percent of sim. So that if if that did happen, if like you were getting chased by the cops and you accidentally you know hit a cop car and it jackknifed your tire so that your car was always drifting to the left and you had to keep on like really steering to the right mm-hmm. to keep it straight. Um, like that could in you know in that situation that could lead to some wacky shenanigans yes versus but and it's and it's enough where like you have to have really really taken a beating and and it feels fun that that's happened and in some ways that makes driving in grand theft auto more fun than horizon because horizon is also very online game like i'm playing it i'm playing it 100 single player but I just like to drive the neat cars. Yes. Like it has such a cool list of cars that you can drive. And some of them are like the J like the James, I drive most of the James Bond cars. They're not the optimal cars <laughs> in the game, but I, they're so iconic and I love them yeah. so much that I get such a kick out of driving specifically the DB five around fake Scotland <laughs> that I'm just, I just, I'm just having fun. Yeah. Like that's, always my rating for what is it what is a good game and horizon is like a four star on the fun scale grand theft auto is probably a three Mm. five you know something like saints row saints row three is is a five star game because it is like yeah if you hit something going fast enough you'll get rocketed out the window but when you get rocketed out the window you earn points based on how far you get thrown (laughs) so it's like it's almost it's gamified. The yeah, because yeah, they get, well, you know, they saw like, oh, Grand Theft Auto is going more sim. Yeah, let's go more wacky. And not only that, but like, like that's some that's like that's commentary on Grand Theft Auto. Yes, the I got rocketed out of my car because I I hit something going too fast. Now the game is giving me points for how far I went. Yeah, as opposed to making it kill you. Yeah, and yeah. It, and Saints Row also had co-op, it, yeah. th- but it was a hundred percent, it was a hundred percent, hundred percent solo game. Yeah. And then you could go turn on co-op and go play with someone. And it just, it just made the, the missions like 10% easier. Yeah. It, usually it populated with more bad guys. And that was the exact amount of online-ness that I needed was the ability to go like, Oh, Tim's playing, Tim playing Saints Row. Let me log into his game and just like assist him in shooting these people or yep. he'll drive and I'll shoot. And and that's the other frustrating part about Grand Theft Auto Five is that it feels like a it, the game was built for co op. You have three characters. Why can I not? Why do? Why am I playing as all three characters uh-huh. as opposed to letting someone co op in and let that guy drive and I'll shoot yeah, instead that, of me driving and shooting. The game is super half assed. I've always wanted a sweet heist game. Yeah, and this game is about heists, but also it still has to be a Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah, and so. Even like when you're like planning the heist and you're like, okay, we need a fucking big ass industrial drill. We need to go steal it from this junkyard, but the junkyard is owned by the mafia. So, you know, like you can make a cool ass heist game where like you're playing as you're playing as the gang even. Yeah. Right. Um, Or even, you know, or one character. Right. And there's a way to do that, that this game doesn't do. Um that is super disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, 
maybe maybe Spider-Man will have reset the you know the clock on it with the because that was like the first kind of new single player standalone game that came around. And it kind of seems like oh, no, of, the, of the AAA games. Of yeah, the AAA yeah. games, yeah. yeah. And I mean there's some, but I I I think you said there's no co-op in Spider-Man 2 yet. Or Spider-Man th- PS5 yet? Yeah, I think when they announced it, they was like, "Yeah, we don't have no, we have no plans for co-op," which seems ridiculous because the the announcement trailer was Peter and Miles fighting guys together. And I don't want to play as Miles. Yeah. I I don't like Miles. I don't think he's an interesting character. And I think that of uh, despite being fifty percent of the Spider-Man, he commits uh, way more of the menacing. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I I just. I hope that this is a fad that will go away and we can get back to the couch co-op. Well, I've been hoping that for years and it doesn't seem like no, it's ever because, coming back. because money. Yeah. Cause why, why sell one console when you can sell two, yeah. but uh, a co co-op is the maximum amount of your online and games that you can play by yourself and kind of have the sandbox fun. Yeah. You know, those saints row three, you know, you start out and you've got like no money. But then you earn money so quickly and you can upgrade your weapons. You can be yeah. customizing cars. And in this GTA in, five, I've played for several hours and one of my characters yep. has less than $200 to his name. Yeah. The GTA five thing is, uh, is there's, it's such a ramp up to fuck you money. It's yeah. you have nothing and then you have fuck you money. And there's no in between. Whereas yeah. Saints Row three, I, I felt like and Saints Row four too, because yep. I felt like I was earning my way to, powering up as opposed to this like i just made a i just made a robbery that is four million dollars and i'm sure i'm sure by the time i get back to that character he's gonna have two million dollars yeah once it, once it all gets, gets uh laundered and all that stuff yeah and that's another that's another thing like waiting on money laundering yeah, it's, dumb. it's a video game i i get that that's the way heists work in the real world uh-huh. i no, the way Grand Theft Auto works is mission completed ten thousand dollars. Mission yeah. completed ten. Like I've done all these missions and earned no money. Like in and at least in Grand San Andreas, right? The you did a bunch of missions with the Grove Street guys that earned zero dollars. But you know what you did earn respect. Respect. And as you earn respect, you unlock the ability to like walk into the the cul-de-sac and be like hey i need your help and get yep. three guys to jump in your car yeah which three fodder guys just go get wasted next to you that's the other thing is like um this game is about heists uh and there's even like there's a um, you can go into a store and rob it yeah but for some reason i can't like get three other guys or even just like michael franklin and trevor I can't get my other my other two story guys uh, together. Have them be like CPUs in the car, and we go rob someplace so I can have money to spend on other crime things. Yeah, or just customizing cars, yeah. clothes, <laughs> I, literally anything. Nope, you need because that's all that's what online is about. Online is yes. about getting money to waste money. Yeah, but that spilled into the real game. So the game is about like just filling time until you earn money yeah basically and so you can't do anything in the interim and then you die and you lose money like what happens if i have zero dollars as franklin and i die 
Does, do they not revive him? Do I come out with <laughs> negative money? Because they, they steal money from you when you go to the hospital. Yeah. And you can't go in there and kill them and get it back. No. It's always bothered me about yeah. that game. Anyway. But you can't. But in San Andreas, you could go to the police and steal their dildos and steal get your weapons back. Steal it and steal their dildos. Yeah, if you got arrested, you could break back into the and get all your weapons. But then you had to fight your way out. Sure, which was fun. But that's fun. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to one player games, please. That's my issue. Onlineification of video games. Let's knock it off. Knock that shit right off. Yeah. Oh. Well, this has been Here's I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burke. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call in the Who's Got a Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord under voicemail upload. Looks like nothing on Discord, and it looks like there's nothing on the voicemail hotline. Bummer. Well, that's it then. That's the episode. Leave us a voicemail for Vinny next week. Uh, if he even sticks around for the voicemails, who knows? <laughs>